shout out to our buddy Mike. Rest in peace, buddy. We're going to miss you. And I uh, hope your fantasy team was killing it this year. And just want to say, yeah, this one's out to you, buddy. Love you, Mike. Now it's time for the two-on-one, a fantasy football podcast, the official podcast of the Super Friends League. Bad boy good. boy good. Welcome to the Two on One, a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bautista. Alongside me today, the commish, Tommy Molio. We are down to our last couple of weeks of the regular fantasy football season. Hopefully, most of you are still in it and maybe preparing for a deep playoff run. But whatever the case may be, the two-on-one crew is here to help you and drop some free nuggets and guide you to the promised land. NFL Quick Hits. Lamar Jackson continues to make his case for the NFL MVP. The Ravens smoked the Houston Texans 41-7. Lamar was an impressive 17-24 of for four touchdowns. Incredible, man. He also added 10 rushes for 79 yards. The Ravens have to be the favorites right now to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. They're just humming. The Bills are continuing their impressive season with another win over the hapless Dolphins. Josh Allen had an impressive day going 21 of 33 for three touchdowns, and he also added 56 yards rushing and a TD. I think it's safe to say that the Bills are for real this year, and they're a real playoff team. A lot of plastic tables are worried out there because the Bill Mafia, Bills Mafia is super hype right now. Lastly, uh, Tommy, I wanted to get your thoughts on last week's Thursday night game. Uh, the Browns uh, beat the Steelers 21 to seven. But for those of you who didn't watch the game uh, or didn't watch until the end, uh, we're, we were all shocked by what transpired. And if you guys don't know what happened, uh, you probably live under a rock. So for those people that do live under a rock, basically what happened, end of the game, Miles Garrett's uh, kind of late hit on Mason Rudolph, get him to altercation. Somehow Mason Rudolph's, well, not somehow. Miles Garrett rips off Mason Rudolph's he- uh, helmet and then swings it and makes full contact with him. Um, and then just a straight melee happens after that, and you know people get ejected. Uh, so far, what we know is uh, Miles Garrett is suspended indefinitely. Um, so obviously, there's no timetable. It's probably done for the rest of the year. Um, uh, nothing to Mason Rudolph though. And then the big one too is uh, uh, Pouncey, the center for the Steelers, who defended his quarterback, was uh, suspended for three games. So. Uh, Tommy, I know you're a little old school. I know that sometimes these things happen in altercations, but your honest opinion, what do you think? What do you think of what Miles Garrett did and what happened, basically? Well, I know my initial reaction. You're right. I, I am old school. My my initial reaction was, all right, so players fight. You know, what's the big deal? We fight all the time, uh, especially offense, defense alignment. You're constantly just in a battle all day long. All you do is fight. But what Miles Garrett did was definitely crossing that line crossing that line that you're not supposed to use your equipment as a weapon you're not supposed to pull the billy madison and take off your skates and try to stab yeah. somebody <laughs> you know so so i get it I, I get where the suspension's coming from um but i don't agree you know that that it was just looked at as miles garrett was the problem and, and yes he definitely did um the more egregious act he definitely crossed that line but he definitely was provoked at the same time, you know, and and like you said, like, you know, he called it a, a late hit. I mean, I, I, the way I look at it, it wasn't a late hit. And he even turned his body to not put his full body weight on Mason, you know, to to tackle the quarterback the way you're supposed to nowadays in football. 
But Mason did something too. And, you know, and I don't know if, if he said something to him. It does look like he kind of hits him in the nuts. Uh, he definitely was trying to pull off uh, Miles Garrett's helmet also. You know, so right, again, yeah. I, I just think it was a situation that got totally out of hand. And and I understand where the suspension's coming from. I don't necessarily agree fully with the length of it. I mean, again, being old school, I didn't think the Vontez perfect thing, like, you know, should have been a year suspension. Um, so, so I don't know. You know, I know how a lot of people on Twitter feel. I know how a lot of people were totally against Miles and did not, you know, think he should ever be allowed back to play football. He, it should be assault charges. Like, whatever, man. It's football. We're playing a violent game. It's a violent sport. They're going to do violent things. But I th- you shouldn't hit someone with your helmet, you know, bottom oh, yeah. line. I, I love the fact when people like, you know, that you, you ask these guys to turn it on and be these like violent, violent, you know, people and, and attack, attack and, you know, kill the quarterback, kill the quarterback. And then they expect them to just be able to, you know, flip a switch and be like a normal person. These guys aren't wired the same as normal people. And anyone who's right. played football, and I always feel like people that say those things are people that never played. You know, I, I played with guys that were like, I mean, you couldn't even talk to them on game day. They're your own damn teammates, and you couldn't even talk to them because they were so in this rage zone that they yeah. were in that they were just mad, you know, yeah. and it's hard for these guys to do it. So, of course, if the guy's a hothead, he's going to be even more of a hothead on game day, you know. I just think that you're trying to make a, a savage sport because it is savage to, to, be, to be civilized, you know, and, and right. sometimes this is going to leak over a little bit. I mean, granted, he crossed the line. Like you said, Tommy, you know, you can't use – equipment as a weapon you know and he definitely crossed the line and he's gonna pay for it you know i, I still think he gets to spend part of, the, of next year to be honest with you because i don't think the browns are gonna make the playoffs and i think that i'm thinking four games next year yeah it's gonna to, carry to over make, to, yeah to really make a statement so well i know and you know not just miles garrett but you know pouncey you know has got a three-game suspension and um you know, trying to stomp on somebody, you know, I know you're supposed to, you're, you're supposed to protect your quarterback at all costs. That's what you do as an offensive lineman, Steve, you're an off. We were both offensive yeah. linemen at one point, you know, th- that's what you do. You protect your guys. Um, and, and it's like, in a way it's like a gang, you know, your team is like a gang. So if someone goes down, someone starts swinging, you're going to start swinging more and you got to protect them. And, and there's been plenty of instances in all sports, all professional sports where guys have lost their cool and started throwing blows. And so I, I totally understand where Marquise is coming from. Um, but at the same time, you can't start, you know, stomping on someone. So, like, again, my biggest issue is that nothing really has happened to Mason Rudolph besides, you know, just a fine or something. But um, when you're involved in articulation, when you're the one that's pretty much starting it, um, you know, something's got to happen, in my opinion. But, yeah, Steve, you're right. It's a violent game. It's a violent sport. Guys are violent people. Football, it's, you know, if you're. If you're not used to it, I get how it looks crazy, but yeah. for everyone else that's played the game, that's just part of it sometimes. Absolutely, man. All right, guys, we just wanted to give you guys a little bit of our thoughts on that. Um, now let's move on to some uh, important stuff, too. Let's uh, fantasy football talk. Fantasy, fantasy. All right, guys, this week, uh, our uh, weekly discussion this week, we want to do um, the Bills. Buffalo Bills right now they're playing pretty hot. They're seven and three. Um, especially want to kind of focus a little bit on Josh Allen. Um, he's been playing really well. Um, I regret dropping him. You know, what do you think? Do you think that it's possible that obviously one they continue and is he a fantasy league winner? Because let me just tell you for you the, the people that don't know because I, I know a lot of people are hyping Josh Allen and he could still do very well. I'm not saying, but the remaining schedule. So he's got Denver next week, which is ranked 29th against quarterbacks. Then he goes to Dallas, at Dallas. Then he plays Baltimore. 
then at Pittsburgh, and then at New England. So that I mean that's a brutal final. Uh, what is that? Five games uh, left in the season. So what do you think, Tommy? League winner or or try to you know move him right now if you can. Well, I think he's a good fill-in uh, player, uh, you know, and I think that's kind of been his role all year. I don't think anyone's really been starting Josh Allen, you know, consistently throughout the season. But uh, some of those games, you know, he's going to play well, especially if you're in a super flex league. Um, you know, he might be an every week starter for you, but from you know normal redraft leagues um, where you have you know starting one quarterback, I, I like Josh Allen. I, I like what the the Bills' schedule has, except for that New England game. And so that's the only one I would really worry about. And unfortunately, that's the fantasy championship for for the majority of leagues. Yeah. So you definitely don't want to see that. You don't want to have that tough matchup. But I, you know, certain certain weeks, I think it's yeah, it's definitely a good play. Um, and I think it all depends, you know, to who your starting quarterback is. Um, if it's not someone you have a lot of confidence in, if you've lost some quarterbacks due to injury, um, or you're like rolling with someone like Carson Wentz, you know, maybe plugging in Josh Allen at the right time is a better play. Yeah, I think the thing with Josh Allen uh, specifically will help him is his rushing ability. And I think he's going to be a, a down probably in a lot of those games. So if he can get those, I mean, if he can get like, you know, those seven seven points from rushing on top of what he's throwing, you know, as long as he's not throwing too many interceptions, um, you know, I think he could be viable. But that's just, I mean, if you have better options, I mean, you still have to play the matchups, you know. And, and I think and I think the reason we're talking about the Bills is they've been pretty well, you know, John Brown, Josh Allen, uh, Devin Singletary. You know, they've, they've all been starters for people. So, and Devin Singletary hasn't been doing too well either lately. And they got a brutal schedule too with the running backs, you know, and then splitting time with Gore. So, I mean, are you trying to shy away from the Bills probably uh, in these next couple of weeks? Yeah. And it's, it was real disappointing with, uh, with, with uh, Devin Singletary, especially last week, had a really choice matchup uh, against Miami and just didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, you know, so you're kind of expecting him to do, do more with, with the last couple of weeks. But again, you know, with that New England, you know, uh, doing it on the schedule for week 16. That definitely sucks. But the one guy I would be plugging in pretty much every week for the last couple of weeks has been John Brown. And yeah, John Brown, nice man. Yeah, real nice lately. Um, and was the top non quarterback scorer last week. So he, he's putting up the numbers. He's getting the volume. Um, Smokey Brown, you know, it's, he's looking like the best acquisition of the offseason, um, you know, going to a new team from, from Baltimore. So. Uh, you know, besides besides Brown, yeah, everyone else, you know, is a little worrisome. Uh, you, you still want to have faith in, in Singletary. Um, but, you know, I, I'm definitely he's one guy I'm considering not starting this week. Yeah. And then on the flip side, though, so defense still has a good matchup this week against Denver. Uh, Denver's ranked ninth against defenses right now um, or giving uh, the ninth most points. So I think you're still good. But then you got Dallas, Baltimore at Pittsburgh and then at New England. So those are all tough matchups. Um, the only thing that goes, you know, three, um, two of those last games are outside Pittsburgh and New England. So, you know, it's going to be kind of cold. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to be chucking the ball that much. So it could be a good uh, defensive matchup, at least to get you a good solid floor. So I think Buffalo's defense is a little bit less worrisome than maybe Allen or Devin Singletary. All right, guys. Now let's talk about our uh, fantasy studs from week 11. Hey, stud. Well, Steve, you already kind of brought him up, and we already kind of started talking about him, but my stud from last week was John Brown. Like I said, nice. he was uh, the outside of uh, quarterbacks. He was the highest-scoring uh, fantasy player last week with 34 points in PPR leagues, catching 9 of 14 targets. 14 targets. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, for 137 yards and two touchdowns. So, yeah, Smokey John Brown, he's, like I said earlier, he 
is a guy that you want to keep playing. He might be a league winner for some people, especially if he's in there in your flex spot. You know, you got him real late. And you got two stud wide receivers. I'd be really happy to have John Brown there. Absolutely, man. Um, my stud uh, for this last week was uh, the Atlanta defense. I don't know what they did on their bye week, man, but they came. They've been coming out firing. Listen to these stats, dude. Five sacks, four interceptions, one return for a touchdown, only three points allowed against a very, very capable California uh, Carolina defense or offense. Excuse me. So um, I was impressed, man. I don't know what they they did to change it, but I went to try to go pick him up, and the opponent I'm playing this week is starting them in our home league, <laughs> and I'm really nervous, man, because they're playing Tampa Bay, and you know they uh, Jameis Winston lately is just an interception machine. So I'm kind of nervous about um, him against Atlanta this week. Yeah, I don't, like again, I don't know where where they came from, you know, when they just decided to turn it on because they were not playing well. Uh, and then after the bye week, it's just been it's just been great. So uh, it's it's been real interesting at the same time to see. I mean, they've always had those guys, you know, the guys that are playing well. They've always had them. Uh, they just decided to like show out, maybe you know. And and I yeah. think uh, sometimes if one part of your uh, your team isn't doing well. Um, you know, they've been having a lot of trouble with the running backs and their offense hasn't been as great. You know, it's and that, you know, and that was the other interesting thing, too, is that their offense fantasy wise has been scoring a bunch of touchdowns, a bunch of points in garbage time this year because they've yeah. been behind, you know. And so Matt Ryan has been getting the majority of his uh, points throughout the season in the second half in garbage time. A lot of those games, same with Austin Hooper, Julio Jones, and you saw them all have kind of a down week last week. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it definitely was a down week because they weren't playing from behind because their defense was playing so well. So that's really interesting. You know, if if they're going to keep it up, we definitely got to see how the rest of the Atlanta offense, right. Is going to go. And if, if uh, fancy wise, they're still going to be as viable as they were before because of the lack of garbage time. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it against Tampa Bay, everyone would probably expect a high-scoring uh, game. Um, but the way their defense has been playing the last two weeks, I mean, I don't know, man. They could just crush Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay looks terrible, man. I mean, they're just so bad. Right, you know, and then I, what does I, that mean? What does that mean for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? You know, is that going to be really good for them? Or yeah, because it's gonna I mean, be yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I think I hope so. the, the biggest, the, your biggest hope is either – the Tampa Bay just it's a 44 to 42 game or you know if Atlanta gets them to a big lead then in Tampa Bay's just chucking the ball everywhere yeah. you know then that, that's good for the receivers not so good for Jameis Winston but good for the receivers so right definitely all right man who was your uh, dud for uh, week 11 <laughs> you got the dud my dud from week 11 has been one of the biggest busts of the season because of where he was drafted in a lot of fantasy leagues and then also pulling the wool over his owner's eyes the last couple of weeks by having two good fantasy weeks, and that is Damian Williams for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, man. He, Come on. He got hurt. He got hurt. <laughs> he got one point. Yeah, I know. That's terrible. Four rushes for only seven yards. Zero yeah, He doesn't look good. One reception, six yards. And yes, yes, he did get hurt. But at the same time, he's owned an 86% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah. There's so many people that are just holding out hope for him. And because of how his last two weeks went, you're going to put him in. You know, like, like you yeah. wanted him you to. Had to if you, you had to if you have anybody. Places, you, know? you know what's funny, too, is that what really made me, what really was like eye-opening to me was that uh, LaShawn McCoy was a healthy scratch last week. And then he played this week and he got the ball in the goal line and scored the touchdown with yeah. Damian. Not, that was before he got hurt. So it's just, I, I just... I don't like the Chiefs offense right now. I just, there's something, I mean, 
they're so uh, Mahomes dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and I think the only person that's really benefiting from it, th- this is uh, Kelsey. Right. You know, I mean, I think that that's your only one. I mean, who else would you start besides Tyreek Hill, who has been getting hurt, hurt. You know, <laughs> the second time this year that he's got, you know, he's out in the first quarter. So, I mean, I think you play Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Kelsey. That's it. I don't yeah. think you play any of the running backs. That running back, that that, that running back by committee is just garbage, man. They yeah. all they're not they're not good, and you yeah. never know who's going to score. So, right, I, I I officially probably am done with Damian Williams. I probably won't drop him just because <laughs> I don't know. I just won't drop him. But, um, you know, I uh, it was rough. It was rough, and my wife drafted him too in the third round. That's definitely my worst um, draft pick by far uh, this year. Was that I got fooled by Damian Williams, and I should have I should have known better, but. You know, you just, you didn't, you know, you don't, I didn't know LaShawn McCoy was going to get traded. And I don't think a lot of people did. So that's a good dud, man. Uh, mine is a guy that uh, was tearing it up before his buy. And then the last two weeks have been just garbage. And that's Cooper Cup, man. Uh, you know, last week he had zero targets or, or whatever, two targets, zero receptions. And then this week, this is what really baffles me. You know, with Brandon Cooks out, Robert Woods out, he had three targets for three receptions and 53 yards. Yeah. So clearly, Clearly, defenses are now able to focus on him solely, and they're just saying, "Okay, we're going to take away your blanket, security blanket, Jared Goff. You have to beat us with somebody else." Right. And I think that's what's happening right now. I mean, I, I'm contemplating right now whether to start Golden Tane or Cooper Cup this week because they're playing the Baltimore Ravens, you know. And it's hard because Cooper's done so well, but I don't see how this changes, especially against a good defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you so. would you feel differently about it, like knowing that Brandon Cooks is back this week, and that might take some, you know, attention? I, you know, off I him? might, yeah, I might feel better. Um, but also, we don't know how many snaps he's going to play. And the, the thing that scares me is the target share that he's getting, and and that's why he was doing so good earlier in the season. He was getting a really high target share. You know, now three, four targets. You know, it's just that's not enough. Yeah, you know, you know, and I'm I'm just you know I'm at a loss right now. So that's definitely my dud and. You know, it is what it is, I guess, at this point, you know, I mean, you, I mean, I guess you have to roll with them. If, but if you have other if you have a better option, I mean, that's some kind of leaning golden tape, but we'll see. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one uh, and definitely something um, you would not have been questioning uh, yeah. three, four weeks ago. You know, it's Absolutely. Cooper Cup all the way. Smash that. Yeah. And but um, Golden Tate has a pretty tough one, too, against Chicago. So I still might play. uh um, go Cooper, on, Cup. Cooper Cup, absolutely, man. All right, guys, let's take a quick break uh, and hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. All right, guys, now it's time for some free nuggets. We're going to start with start of the week for week 12. All right, Tommy, who do you have? Free nuggets. My start of week 12 is our boy, our dude, our quarterback, Derek Carr. Nice. I like Going it. up against the New York Jets, who are terrible <laughs> against quarterbacks. And, and Derek Carr has been playing so well lately. And, yeah, they're flying all the way to New York for this game. But they play, they've been playing well. They've been playing well on the road, and it doesn't matter. Derek Carr is going to have a great day. He has the highest quarterback rating on third down passes. So he's been super efficient this year. He went a whole month without throwing an interception until this last game. And and the offense is just clicking. So uh, if if you're holding him as your second quarterback, if you have another guy that you're not sure about what he's going to do this week and you have Derek Carr, I'd say fire up Derek Carr, throw him in there. 
I'd be super happy to play him. 14th ring quarterback in overall yards, too. So he's doing a lot better than how, almost half the league. I mean, Lamar Jackson is, is a beast. You know, it doesn't matter about his yards. But, but yeah, I'm loving Derek Carr lately, um, especially if you're in a super flex league. You know, start him with confidence because it's going to be good. Free nuggets. Very nice, man. Uh, my start of the week this week is uh, Jalen Samuels uh, going up against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, right now, the Bengals uh, have already allowed 12 total touchdowns and the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this uh, this uh, this year. And James Conner is not uh, more than likely not going to play. Um, so uh, definitely fire up Jalen Samuels this week. Free nuggets. Yeah, I like Samuels. It's just it's so bad how things have been going for Pittsburgh this year. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the, the reason I like Samuels especially is because of PPR. Right. Because uh, he does, he ends up being, you know, that uh, that third down back gets a little pass when Rudolph just likes to dump it off for the most part. Plus, Juju's not playing too. So I think that, you know, no deep threat really. Um, without Juju, I think it's easy for a big game, especially in PPR. I like that. All right, man. What is your streamer for uh, Week 12 on DFS? Well, a guy that I'm super high on going into this season – and he's finally back, scored a nice touchdown last week. And that's Darius Geis going okay. up against Detroit, who gives up the most points to the running back position. Another reason I like Darius, and he's still a little bit of a, a, a wild card, an unsure thing. You're, you're still gambling a little bit starting him. But I like him for DFS especially because it's looking like Adrian Peterson is not going to play this week. And so with Chris Thompson just getting back, I think Darius is going to get a little bit more uh, touches, a little bit more opportunity. And, and you know, it hasn't been looking great for this uh, offense so far this year. Uh, but but the F1 still playing well. You know, another start for Dwayne Hassan is going to help. And I think they might, you know, uh, love Darius a little bit more this week. So I'm, I'm loving him for, uh, for DFS. Free nuggets. I got a good sleeper for you this week for DFS too. Um, starting to get a little more popular, but Jacob Hollister for yeah. the Seattle Seahawks um, playing against the Eagles. Uh, this dude, last two games, has three touchdowns, 39.9 fantasy points in his last two games. Um, and then Seahawks just use a tight end, man. Um, a, 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 a Seahawk tight end has scored more than 12 points six times this week, including five with 18 plus um, for the year. Excuse me. So um, I think that's a really good DFS. That's probably get him cheap too. So that's a good one for me this week. Nuggets. Yeah, Darius Geis is going off on DraftKings right now for forty seven hundred bucks, really cheap. And Jacob Hollister is at forty three hundred dollars. So yeah. again, two guys that you can get on your roster for super cheap that might have really really nice weeks. Absolutely, man. All right, now let's go to the end of uh, the other end of it. Let's uh, talk about our sit for week twelve. Sit down. Sit down. All right, man. My sit of the week this week is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, um, going against the uh, highly aggressive uh, San Francisco 49ers defense. I think that Mr. Rodgers is going to be running for his life. He can move. He is mobile, um, but I don't think he's mobile enough for that kind of defense. You know, um, so I, uh, you know, I don't. Know. Based on the matchup right now, I'm not liking it very much. Um, you know. Most fantasy quarterbacks against the 49ers have scored under 15 points uh, at least six times this season. So I just, unless, you know, they can run the ball a little bit and control, you know, get that play action going, um, I think uh, Mr. Rogers is in for a, they may still win the game, 
but uh-huh. I think he's in for a rough day. Free nuggets. Or so, yeah, this Sunday. So given that that you don't want to start Aaron Rodgers, would you who would you rather start, Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo on the other side of the field? Oh, I probably man, that's a tough. I probably go with Jimmy. I, I just hot. you know yeah, and the 49ers have allowed the second fewest points to uh, quarterbacks this year in fantasy. So I know Aaron Rodgers is good, uh, but it's the home game for the 49ers. You know they're going to be up for it. Um, you know, they didn't play particularly well last week against the Cardinals, but they could have been looking, you know, uh, it could have been a trap game for them. They could have been looking at the Packers coming into town the following week. So um, I like the 49ers this week um, to win, and I, I think that that defensive line is incredible, and that offensive line for Green Bay is suspect, to my opinion. Yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah. All right, so my sit for this week – and I don't, you know, I'm just going to say it's not a total sit because you might still want to play this guy. You might still have to play this guy. And it's Zico Elliott. And I yeah. just don't like the matchup this week against New England. And they give the least amount of points to the running back position. It's going to be in New England. It might be raining. It might even be snowing. So <laughs> mostly it's a player beware that if, the whole game, right? Right. You said everybody on that playing that game. I mean, basically game. everyone, but especially Zeke, especially Zeke, yeah. because you just don't know, you know, but like, like I said, you're probably going to have to start him. You're probably going to want to still start him because there's always that potential. But yeah, everyone else, you know, Mari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup, Jason Witten, even Dak Prescott, I would be worried about starting, but especially Ezekiel Elliott. I just don't think it's going to be a good day for him. So if you, if you still are going to start him, you know, maybe you want to put someone in your flex that might be a little bit boomer bust that might have a higher ceiling just because you might need to be making up some points from the lack of points that Zeke gets this week. Free nuggets. You know, what's funny is uh, the New England Patriots are favored by seven points against the Cowboys wow. in, for, in Vegas. And I mean, seven, that's a lot of points against a team that you would consider has a really good roster and the right. Cowboys, you know, right. for seven points in New England. I mean, New England barely beat the Eagles last week. Yeah. You know, granted, it was a road game, but I mean, so that goes to tell you that Vegas thinks that the Cowboys aren't that good. And, you know, with same going back to Zeke, you know, uh, the office of coordinators was talking about Tony Pollard this week, how they need to get the ball more into his hands and just let him do him. And, you know, Zeke is, you know, they paid him a lot of money, you know, guys like that. Sometimes when they get paid, they're kind of like, eh, you know, I'll take this year <laughs> off. You know what I mean? So um, we'll see. But yeah, I, I uh, like you said, you probably still have to start him, but maybe go with that boomer bust at your flex because you may have to make it points. That's a really good strategy. So what about some uh, waiver wire scraps? Uh, you already took mine and Derek Carr. That He's your start of the week. So I had Derek Carr as a good uh, streamer this option this week for against the Jets. So. You already talked about him, but give me your guy this week, Tommy. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. You know, and someone um, if you're if you're hurting that tight end, which a lot of people out there are, you know, probably half the teams in every single league don't have a solid tight end. Um, take a look at David Njoku. He is coming back this week. Free nuggets. And you know, I'm not saying that he's going to be a sure thing, but he's someone you might want to pick up, especially if you're. You know, had like Johnu Smith and Delaney Walker. You know, going back and forth with those two guys, hoping Delaney comes back, which he might this week also. But David Njoku is coming back this week against Miami, who gives up a lot of points at the tight end position. And so that's some one guy that should be out there to the majority of leagues that you can go and get right now. I like that one, man. I like that one. All right. Um, this week we're gonna kind of change it up a little bit. We wanted to give you guys a huge free nugget. 
uh, large combo size, super size free nugget, uh, give you guys uh, a league winners that we think are going to help some uh, some of you win that uh, that coveted championship. Tommy, go ahead and start us off, bud. Well, and I wanted to talk about it this week too because it's kind of is also you know guys that might also still be out there on waivers, guys that you could still get, um, or if you still have trades available in your leagues that you might want to trade for, you know, and you're, you're starting to think about that playoff push. Who do you want to have? Um, so there's a couple of guys that are out there. Uh, Robbie Anderson is a guy that I've always had on my list for uh, for December. He just has a great December the past three seasons now. Free nuggets. And so I think he'll you know do the exact same thing this year. Derek Henry, Derek Henry's that other guy too, but how well he's been playing this year, uh, relatively well. Uh, it might be a little bit hard to get. He might not be out there at a waiver. So the one guy that I know is going to be out there on waivers because a lot of people got frustrated and dropped this guy in a lot of redraft single quarterback leagues is Baker Mayfield. Free nuggets. And and Baker's been turning it on the last couple of weeks, the last three weeks. He's actually improved his uh, point total uh, every single week consecutively. And this week he's going up against Miami. And so, you know, not just this week, but, you know, he has Miami, Pittsburgh, you know, take Pittsburgh for what it's worth, but it's but it's a division rivalry, so they might play all right. You know, and then Cincinnati and Arizona. And so the next three to, you know, three or four weeks are, are pretty nice for Baker. And so if you're kind of struggling at quarterback, you need someone that's going to put up some weeks that's kind of trending up uh, in this fantasy points. I'd really consider Baker Mayfield as a good pickup and a good stash that you might want to plug in sometime these next couple of weeks because uh, he might help you win your league. Free nuggets. I think I got a league winner for you guys. I'm just going to give you one guy. I'm going to go for it. Um, I like uh, Sam Darnold right now. Yep. I know it's hard to play those Jets, um, but, you know, uh, Sam, since his, you know, infamous um, seeing ghost game, um, he's playing playing pretty, wood, uh, pretty well. You know, he's still got 25 points against those Giants, 36 points against Washington. I know Washington, but he's got a favorable matchup for the next three weeks. He's got Oakland, who's ranked seventh. You know, I know Oakland's playing a lot better now. Um, but still, they do give up some yards, you know, in the passing game. They're kind of a bend, don't break defense. Um, so, I, you know, and it's a home game. Uh, then they got at Cincinnati, which is a good matchup. And then they have Miami again. Uh, the last two games are kind of tough at, uh, at Baltimore and Pittsburgh. But, I mean, at least the next three weeks, if you need a couple wins to get into the playoffs, at least the next two weeks, I think Sam's your man. Free nuggets. Yeah, I like that one. I think it's like him and him and Baker kind of like on the same you know, yeah. same playing with with uh, their rest of season schedule is looking pretty nice. All right, man. That's some good free nuggets for you guys. Um, as always, you can always check us out on our Twitter handle at 2on1FFB Podcast. Um, we always have good waiver wire pickups, uh, good start sits, and always the latest injury updates. So check us out. Give us a follow as well. All right, Tommy, why don't we talk about our home league now and get into some Super Friends League talk. The Super Friends League. All right, guys. So right now, the Super Friends League is probably the most competitive it has been in its nine years of existence. Uh, right now, um, tied in at seven and four is one through four. So meaning we have four teams tied at the top at seven and four. Uh, then five and six right now are at six and five, and even seven is at five and six. So not even the eighth place team at four and seven is technically mathematically out of it, but they're going to need some things to go their way. So um, let's just jump right into it, Tommy. Huge week. Uh, the next two weeks are going to be huge for not only the bye weeks, 
but also who's going to make the playoffs, yep. you know? So uh, very excited for this week, very nervous. Uh, but, hey, this is what fantasy is all about, and I love how competitive our league's been this year. It's been a really, really fun year. You know, I think there's been the most times where we've had uh, a number one team lead changes, and we've had a team that was ninth be first. We had a team that was eighth that become first. So it's been it's just been it's been crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy year, and like you said, it's it's cool that everyone's competitive. Even the lot two last place teams are at three and eight, so like they're still winning games. Um, Absolutely, you know it's anyone's it's anyone's race at this point in the season, which is is awesome to see. Definitely. All right, man, let's get right into it with our first game. Uh, it's first place Mexicans versus fifth place dumpster baby. Um, right now, a Mexicans is slightly projected to win a dumpster baby one thirty one to one twenty nine. Uh, but obviously that could change with one touchdown. So uh, who do you got, Tommy? In this one, I have, gosh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Mexicans in this one because I want Mexicans to win. And I think it's just going to make the front of the season, uh, of the standings look a little bit better going into the playoffs. But looking at you know Mexicans roster is Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, Sony Michelle, Jalen Samuels, Darren Waller, Godwin. And so, you know, to be honest, Steve, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of your running back uh, core right now. And and Dumpster Baby definitely has you there with Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Jones. Uh, but he's been a little bit inconsistent with Odell Beckham. And, and he's rolling with Hollister and Josh Gordon. And so, you know, it's just a little bit of inconsistency there uh, on, on Dumpster Baby's team. You know, the best guy on his team right now is Russell Wilson and Julian Edelman. And so... Yeah, I mean, I actually, I, you know, looking at it, I actually do like Dumpster Baby's team a little bit more, but I'm still going to pick Mexicans on this. Yeah, I'm going to go with myself, of course, because if I don't believe in myself, who will? But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I a lot will be riding on that Philadelphia-Seattle game for Dumpster Baby um, with Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Gordon, and uh, Jacob Hollister. Um, so he's definitely hoping to exploit that weak Philadelphia Eagles defense. But that defense looked pretty decent last week. You know, against the New England Patriots, even though the New England Patriots offense hasn't been doing that well. But, um, you know, he's going with the hot Atlanta right now on the defense. Kind of makes me a little nervous. Um, and then, you know, Le'Veon Bell against Oakland and Aaron Jones uh, against San Francisco. They could have good games or, you know, they could be those defenses, you know, can turn it on. So especially the San Francisco defense. So we'll see. But, yeah, I'll go with myself on this one. All right. Next one we have is uh, number seven. The Godfather versus second Schindler's. I'll go this one uh, first, Tommy, since it's your team. Um, I'll go with Schindler. I just think that your team, Tommy, is a lot better. I like your matchups with um, Josh Jacobs, Tyrell Williams against the Jets, and then you're even going with Crowder on the other side against a, 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 a defense that's giving the seventh most points to slot receiver. So I know you're a hardcore Raider fan like me, but we also love fantasy and we want to win. And it's okay if Jason uh, is Crowder scores two touchdowns, but the Raiders win by two. Yep. So two touchdowns. So, you know, that's how it works, man. Um, but I also like, you know, the Godfather's been playing pretty well. Um, you know, he's got Saquon at Chicago, which could be a big one. Uh, we wouldn't be considering that, but the way Chicago's defense isn't playing lately, um, I like that. I'm a little nervous about Ingram. Um, and then uh, starting DK Metcalf, a good pickup with TY. So, I mean, it, it it's a lot of boomer bust players for me. Um, so I'll just go with the team that's been more consistent uh, week in and week out. And that's your team, Tommy. Yeah, it's it's interesting how how inconsistent uh, the Godfather's team has been. Uh, you know, we I mentioned Carson Wentz a little bit earlier in the show. And, 
And yeah, he you know he's a good quarterback, just hasn't been playing well. And going up against Seattle, it might be raining in Seattle, you know, so it's going to be a tough game. They might rely on the run a little bit more. He's got Josh uh, John Brown, who we've already talked about, you know, a lot. You know, John Brown's great, but then T. Y. Hilton, that's going to be real interesting um, coming back this week from injury. So it's kind of you know interesting that, to see that game. Actually, sorry to interrupt that. That that game, uh, Philadelphia is at Philadelphia. Actually, seventy percent chance of rain. So it's going to be a nasty game. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, not going to be good. Even and I, you know, I think I saw the rain and just assumed it was in Seattle yeah. because of the rain. Right. Yeah. Um, but then you know, Tevin Coleman's been inconsistent, even though he's played well. And then you know, the two hurt Giants players coming back. So yeah, on a consistency scale, I, I like I like my team this year. That's what I was going for this year. You know, we had Bob Lung on the uh, on the podcast in the off season, and and he writes the consistency guide, and he really changed. Uh, changed my my fantasy life around with how i look at players and how i draft and evaluate players and you know I, these guys have been pretty consistent all year so I'm, I'm hoping it continues into the playoffs awesome man all righty next uh next game we have is the dumpster fire who now is a dumpster fire but they're only in ninth and uh, arm rodry man really fell off this year um he's in place right now so right now arm rodry is uh projected to win 129 to 123 uh, who do you have, Tommy? Gosh, this is the second time we've had a toilet bowl this year, huh? I mean, last yeah, two, no, it's two crazy. teams, yeah. It's it, it's 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 very interesting, you know. Too looking at both teams because they have some some players, they have some studs, guys that can do something. Um, you know, Arm Rodri, I'm liking this team a little bit better this week. Um, you know, yeah, because I think Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady has a decent matchup. Uh, Manuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, um, you know Tyler Lockett. You know, depending on how how that uh, game goes with the weather, if it's really affected by the weather, you know, could could play a big uh, big factor in it. But you know, I, I just like those guys a little bit more. I like Alvin Kamara. You like Alvin Kamara? Like who doesn't? You know, so you think? I think I just think he's going to win uh, against Dumpster Baby, um, who all equally has a has a pretty solid team. Uh, but he's still trying to roll right now with Juju Smith-Schuster, and he'll probably end up changing it, hopefully. But, you know, free nugget to John. if it, It's not really looking like, like he's going to go uh, yeah. this week, so I would really consider who your new flex player is going to be this week. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with our Marjorie as well. I just like his matchups a little better, even though Tom Brady in the rain. Uh, but, he, you know, he's he's a good quarterback in bad weather. Um, I like Tyler Lockett at Philadelphia, but he's also been coming off with that uh, injury, quad injury, I believe it was. Uh, uh, calf. Uh, Cap confusion. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, and same thing with Emmanuel Sanders. So I'm a little nervous about his wide receivers, um, but he's got Kamara, a uh, good matchup against Carolina, um, Derek Herring against Jacksonville as well. So um, I like him a little bit better. Uh, too many question marks for me on dumpster fires. And I think that's been the problem this year is it's the same thing. Like we talked about Jeff, just too many boomer bust uh, uh, players. Yeah. And you know, the other thing about Tom Brady, like he just doesn't lose at home, you know, like, yeah, Exactly. So. All righty. Next game we have is the Expendables, which are in eighth place, which is number three, Noble Savages. Um, big uh, Noble Savages got hit with um, uh, buys this week, especially uh, affecting him with Kelsey. Uh, but he is slightly projected to lose 126 to 20, 121 to the Expendables, who's been having a rough year this year as well. A lot of boomer bust. Um, so, Tommy, go ahead and pick. Yeah, and and you know lately, whoever's been playing Expendables has kind of been getting a bye week uh, because Expendables had, has had a hard time getting over 100 points. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Noble Savages. Um, 
just overall it seems a little bit better with Lamar Jackson, DJ Moore, uh, Zeke and Ingram have been a great pair for him, even though Zeke is my potential sit of the week this week, but also like Fournette, he's going to be struggling uh, with his tight end position a little bit. Uh, and he's finally decided to put Chicago back in the, in the lineup. But you know, the best players right now for expendables is really just Drew Brees, Julio Jones and Nick Chubb. You know, everyone else is kind of like, you know, the RB wide receiver two yeah. to three, yeah. you know, tops uh, level. Yeah. So I, I think he's just struggling a little bit there. Um, so I'm gonna go with Noble Savages. I'm, you know, I really want to pick Art this week because I like it. I like Devontae Parker even against Cleveland. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, I like Nate Chubb. Um, but Jamal Williams, Greg Olson, uh, Carlos Hyde, those guys could easily give you two, three, and one points. I mean, easily. You know, and yeah. I think their floor is just too low. Um, and I think Noble Savages, even though they're projected to be losing by one. Um, they have players like Mark Ingram, who's only projected at 11. Mark Ingram could easily have 18 points. You know, um, Same thing with uh, Leonard Fortet, Fournette. He could have a couple of touchdowns. And Zeke could have a game out of his mind, especially after being, you know, having to answer questions about why he's not playing so well this week. So um, it could be a statement game for Zeke, too. You know, yep. um, And then with Lamar Jackson, easily can do 50. So I just like the ceilings for Vince's team are a lot higher for me. Uh, and that's why I'm going with Double Savages as well. Yep, agreed. Uh, all right, man. Last game, we have a big one here, a really big one. Especially since we have a uh, stand-up Colin versus I said Watson. Um, now I said Watson uh, is six and five and could easily get leapfrogged or, or get leapfrogged by the Godfather right now. Um, obviously, he has a little bit more points, but I needs to be careful because you know to uh, needs to win at least one week to get in there. So, Tommy, right now stand-up Collins his uh, projected to lose one hundred five to one thirty-two. So, who do you got, man? Well, to be fair, in the projection, oh. he still has Hunter yeah. Henry and Harrison Good Bucker, and who are both on a bye. Uh, so he'll probably move some guys around, but uh, I don't know who he's going to play or pick up at the tight end position at this point. Maybe David Njoku, free nugget, uh, that yeah. you'll, you know, can maybe do something. Uh, but he lost Marlon Mack. And, and so, yeah, you know, I just, I haven't, Sam Collins' team is, you know, has been playing well, but I just feel like they've been trending down a little bit lately especially trying to roll with James Conner. Like I said, lost Marlon Mack and D hop has just had a terrible year, even though I, you know, I don't think anyone's going to blame D hop on, on that, you know, on the fact that he's had a terrible year, he still has that skill set. It just hasn't really worked out. So I'm going to pick, I said Watson this week with Deshaun Watson, Devonte Adams, uh, Galladay, cream hunt, who, you know, could end up working out really well. Uh, and Chris Carson has been playing well all year. And then he's still rolling with Gurley. So that's going to be an interesting matchup on Monday night against Baltimore, um, especially when he's also starting Baltimore's defense. So uh, it's going to be kind of playing up against him a little bit this week. But, yeah, I said Watson for the win for me. Yeah, I, I think I have to pick them as well because he has James Conner. Uh, Stand-up Conner still has James Conner. I don't think he's going to play this week. Um, so he's got a lot of people that he's going to need to drop in order to fill his roster um, right now. So, um, But – Having said that, you know, it's funny to me, Kareem Hunt's projected for 12 points and Nick Chubb for 18. So they're really thinking those running backs are going to do some damage against Miami this week. Yeah. I think it's a little, a little high for Kareem Hunt, but, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wrong. Um, but rough year for stand up calling, too. You know, Zach Ertz, Todd Gurley haven't been their, their usual selves. Uh, drafted pretty high. Even Demonte Adams and Deshaun Watson laid a big OA. That was one of, possibly one of my duds um, for last week. But um, I'll go with, uh, I said Watson. Um, for the win this week and uh, gets himself into the playoffs. So, 
All right, guys, that does it for this week's show. Make sure before you log off that you go on and rate and review the podcast on whatever rap you're listening to. And remember, you can always hit us up at the pod's Twitter handle at 2on1FFBpodcast for all your waiver wire trades and start sick questions. And you can find each of us on Twitter. I'm at FBSavant7075. And I'm at TMO52 underscore. And Dom's at YeastMode24. Thanks for listening, guys, and good luck in these last two weeks. Hey, and shout out to our buddy Mike. Rest in peace, buddy. We're going to miss you. And I uh, hope your fantasy team was killing it this year. And just want to say, yeah, this one's out to you, buddy. Love you, Mike.